everyone. This is Jeffrey Kerr. I'm here today with actress Joy Franz, who is currently appearing as the Dowager Empress in the national tour of Anastasia, which will be coming to the Durham Performing Arts Center in Durham, North Carolina from April 16th through 21st. Hello, Joy. Hello, good morning. And Joy's previous appearances on the New York stage include the original productions of A Little Night Music, Pippin, Into the Woods, Assassins, and many more. She was most recently seen on Broadway in the 2016 revival of Christopher Hampton's Les Liaisons d'Angerou. So, to start things off, how's your journey been so far with Anastasia? Oh, it's been absolutely fabulous. It is the most perfect show I've ever been involved with. It's just beautiful. I mean, we go from the sets, the technology with the the background and everything it only enhances the story further and the costumes the cast is brilliant of course you can't go wrong you know with terence mcnally's script and lynn aarons and uh stephen flannery oh my god and the wonderful direction by darko tresnick it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous show. And the legend of the Grand Duchess Anastasia has been around for over a century at this point. It has been depicted in many different mediums of storytelling, which includes two feature films. The animated one from 1997 serves as the basis for this stage musical. The great Angela Lansbury provided the voice for your character in that. How familiar were you with the legend prior to getting cast? Well, only that... Uh I knew that there was a young woman, uh, no, I don't remember her name at the moment. She claimed that she was Anastasia, that she survived. And, but uh, about six years ago, I think, hmm. uh, they did do a DNA and she was not. But she passed herself off as Anastasia in New York for quite a while. It had the same kind of a little limp that uh, Anastasia had. So I knew about the legend that maybe she survived, but unfortunately she didn't because she and her little brother were buried about oh, a few feet away from the other mass grave, which they discovered several years ago. Did you do any kind of research on the real Dowager Empress beforehand? Oh, yes, of course. You know, like when I was born, uh, what did she look like? And she was married to Romanov, the czar. The first husband died, and she married uh, the cousin, I believe. And she was from Norway. She wasn't Russian. So, you know, it was all arranged type of marriage. So, I yes, I did do research. And tell us more about your director, Darko Tresnik. He won a Tony Award in 2014 for his work on A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, which came to DPEC in 2015. He's now getting ready to do The Flamingo Kid at Hartford Stage in Connecticut. What is he like to work with? Oh, my gosh. He, in my estimate, is one of the most wonderful directors I've ever worked with. He allows the uh, performer to bring themselves and not putting a stamp on you that you must do it the same way that it was done on Broadway. You must lift that cup up at the same time. You know, it's, it's a free and safe environment to explore and to bring my own thoughts. It's a collaboration. 
he's just wonderful. I'm in love with him. <laughs> he's so great. And his assistant was absolutely marvelous because uh, during the first couple of weeks, he couldn't be there because he was directing the opera, what was it, Carmen, at the Met and uh, Sarah Hartman. And it was just such a wonderful, safe environment that they created that we could develop and bring our own thoughts to the character that we were portraying. As I previously mentioned, your most recent Broadway credit was the 2016 revival of Les Liaisons d'Anjou. Not only that, but you also got to understudy for Mary Beth Peel, who then went on to play your role of the Dowager Empress on Broadway. Yes, she's absolutely marvelous. I absolutely love her. We knew of each other, but uh, when I got Liaison Dangereuse, she asked me to be her roommate. She shared her dressing room with me, which was so generous. And she's just a beautiful actress and a beautiful human being. I feel very grateful to know her. And you have a long list of credits, some of which I'd like to ask you about. Sure. The first one is pretty topical, given that at the time of this recording, the miniseries Fosse Verdon is getting ready to debut this Thursday night on FX, and you appeared in a Bob Fosse production as a former Catherine in the original staging of Pippin. Yes. I didn't create the role. Well, uh, I know that Joe Clayburgh did. Yes. And then Betty Buckley, and then... Myself, I actually stood by for Betty for about a year and a half, and then I took over and played it for a year and a half, and it was just a wonderful experience, too. To play that role, Catherine, you come in at the last half hour of the show, you get to go through so many emotions, laughter, tears, it's a wonderful role. And obviously you're busy with the show every night, but do you plan on watching the miniseries? Yes, I will. Mm -hmm. I'm going to record it and watch it, yes. I got to work with Bob Fosse and Gwyn. And my first Broadway show was Sweet Charity. Oh, nice. I was one of the big spender girls. Huh. I, you know, I came in as a replacement. But I understudied Ruth Buzzy, who played several character roles. And it, it was so much fun because I got to do her part. I, I loved doing different characters. And what's interesting is that your IBDB page currently doesn't even list Sweet Charity. Really? Yeah. Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. uh, it was my first Broadway show. It was the first Broadway show I saw. A date took me to see Sweet Charity, and who knows that that would be my first Broadway show. Hmm. All full circle moments indeed. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you were also a veteran interpreter of Stephen Sondheim's work. I believe it began when you appeared in the original production of Little Night Music. Actually, my first uh, working with Stephen Sondheim and uh, Michael Bennett uh, was Company. Ah. Uh, I did it two weeks on Broadway and then went to London with it. Mm. So that was in 1972. We had New Year's Eve in London doing company. It was just marvelous. I was there all for almost two months. What a great show. And I am so honored and grateful that I've got to work with Stephen Sondheim on, I think, I have six shows now. Mm. The company is another credit missing from your IBDB page. You're kidding. Yeah, someone really needs to update that. 
I'll check to see who I can uh, get to update that because it was company, a little night music, the original Assassins, which was at Playwrights Horizon. Well, yes, I do plan on asking you more about that. Okay, and then uh, the original Into the Woods, and then I joined the revival of Into the Woods. Yes. And, uh, oh, uh, Merrily We Roll Along, when they were upgrading it for adults at La Jolla Playhouse. Ah. I was a part of that, too. Would you mind telling us about your experiences doing A Little Night Music? Oh, it was just beautiful. I uh, came in, I replaced Terry Ralston. She left after three months, and then I came in, and I was Mrs. Nordstrom, and the quintet. Oh, my God, it was just a beautiful show. The plexiglass slides with the, the trees painted on it, and the lawn was all green. Uh, it was a glorious show, and working with, uh, at this very moment, uh, uh, Hal Prince. Hal Prince. Well, I got to work with Hal uh, with company, mm-hmm. and and then a little night music. Uh, who created the role of Desiree? Oh, Glennis Johns. Thank you. Uh, oh boy. Uh, yeah, Glennis what, Johns, and I was her secretary for a short period of time because she loved how organized I was, uh-huh. and <laughs> so I was helping her out. Uh, while I was doing the show. It was so much fun. Yeah, it's just a gorgeous show. Like Anastasia, it is a gorgeous show to watch, visually, and the music, and the dancing. Oh, my gosh, the ballet is absolutely beautiful. And the humor. We have a comedy team Mm -hmm. (laughs) that practically steals the show. Anyway, I say almost. They're wonderful. Terry Kelly and Ed Staldenberg. They're just wonderful. So you get so much to seeing the show. It's about hope, love, family, and persevering and following your dreams. It's just a gorgeous show from age four to 100. And men and women and children love the show. They treat us like we're rock stars. The audiences scream for us. It's just amazing. I haven't been in a show that's been like this. I've gotten to work with our wonderful Jerry Lewis in uh, Damn Yankees. And I did that in London with Jerry also and did the national tour with him. This show is really, I think, perfect. It really uplifts people's spirits. And it gives beautiful messages at the same time. Would you mind telling us more about working with the late, great Jerry Lewis? Oh, my gosh. He was so fabulous. He was really very good about sticking to the character. You know how he can be. He wanted to crack up uh, the performers, you know, and I'm on stage. And but. He played pretty close to being, uh, you know, (laughs) uh, the devil. (laughs) And he was a little devil, wonderfully so. And I'm uh, an actress that does not break up, no matter what. And so, well, this one time, he, I don't know, he did something. Oh, lady, he did something that made me laugh. 
I broke my character, laughed, and he laughed. And then the audience, of course, loves that. And they're in on the joke, you know what I mean? And he was very generous to everyone. He would take us out to Ruth Chris and, and to other places. He was just a marvelous human being and very, very generous. Now on to Into the Woods, which is probably the most notable credit on your resume, and that was you originated the role of Cinderella's stepmother in the 1987 Broadway production. That was so much fun. I had a blast. Uh, James Lapine directed it. and uh, He also wrote the book. He also wrote the book, and he also is another wonderful, wonderful director. He allows you to bring whatever it is, to another collaborator. I had a wonderful time. I love working with him, too. Very, very, I feel very, very grateful. Yes, and in the years since the Broadway production closed, more people have discovered the musical through the PBS broadcast that was later released on DVD, Blu-ray, and has also appeared on quite a few streaming services. What was it like getting to have the show filmed? Uh, We had three cameras uh, up in the uh, balcony, and it really made it like a movie, like you were right there. Did you not feel that when you were watching it? Well, well, well yeah, it was definitely a cinematic filming of a Broadway musical, which, of course, nowadays we have stuff like Fathom Events and Broadway HD. Right. So it, I think it was like kind of like the first to do it that way. I know they did that with Sunday in the Park with George a few years prior. With the three, the cameras and all of that? Well, well they at least filmed it professionally. Right. Uh, exactly. And this was too, obviously. I just had a most marvelous time. And I'm just very grateful to be uh, able to have worked with Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine. As you mentioned before, you got to revisit that character in the 2002 Broadway revival. What was that whole experience like? Well, I loved a lot of the changes. And it brought another, you know, dimension to it to really be more family-oriented. And I remember when I saw it, I wrote Stephen and James, and I said I was happy and sad at the same time because some things were wonderful, perfect in the original. But uh, I realized that, you know, they were just going to just a little bit different direction that made it more uh, accessible for families. And, I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, their concept of taking all of the fairy tales and weaving them together to tell this wonderful story. And it's another that teaches the message that show taught. And it is iconic. Into the Woods has brought so many young people into the theater by that show. I can't believe I'm part of an iconic show like that. Yes, and uh, speaking of family-oriented, Into the Woods was most recently brought to the big screen in 2014 with a film adaptation that was produced by Disney. Christine Bransky played Cinderella's stepmother in that. Have you seen the movie? Yes, I did. And uh, and what were your thoughts on it? Well, I thought it was fun. You know, it doesn't compare to the Broadway, but I liked what they did. It was fun. And it's just like when they did it in the park. 
and the change of having the little boy from his perspective of the story. I just love how they change and make things new. Well, yes, that's done with a lot of Steve's work is that, you know, that you can interpret them any way you like, like they do with Sweeney Todd or Company in London. Yes, with Patty being Bobby. Uh, I mean, no, Pat, so... no, Patty Lapone isn't playing Bobby. Oh, oh, who is playing Bobby? Uh, Rosalie Craig. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Patty uh, Lapone is in it, but in the same role she's played before, which I believe is Joanne. Joanne, yes, I got to do that too. Oh, I love that show. Well, I just love. It was very progressive at that time when it first opened on Broadway. Well, I don't think people understood what the message was. Well, well, yeah, I remember hearing that Steve's intention was to, you know, avoid all the, you know, escapisms that people wanted to go theater for. He wanted to bring their problems right to the audience. That's right. He's brilliant. Now tell us about working with Steve again on the original production of Assassins. Oh, you know, they misunderstood it. They thought, I think, I don't know, just my interpretation, that guns were being validated but not, it was really anti-weapons. But it's, you know, having the perspective of seeing what was going on in these people that wanted to assassinate, and so it's like what's going on today. They didn't agree with what was going on with, you know, the leading these presidents. And they were a little, you know, off-center. So it was fascinating. Oh, my God, I just thought it was brilliant. We were supposed to go to Broadway. It was already planned to go to Broadway, but there was an assassination at the same time. Do you remember? I don't remember. Well, it just was a few years before I was even born. Oh, I didn't know that. You're just a babe in the woods. <laughs> well, I'm 25 years old now. Oh, you're still a babe in the woods. <laughs> That's marvelous. Mm -hmm. Oh, to be 25 again. Uh, <laughs> those are the days. Appreciate every moment you have. Absolutely. Eventually, the musical did finally make it to Broadway in 2004, presented by Roundabout Theatre Company. Yes, I was jealous that I wasn't part of it. <laughs> because my character got to have a song. I was supposed to have a, a song in Into the Woods when we were coming to Broadway. At the very end, when the, the step family's going to leave. And, uh, no, I can't even remember what I said. Anyway, I was supposed to have a song there. But I didn't. That's what happens, you know. And some things get changed or cut. Before, I mean, when we were at uh, the Old Globe, Steve wrote No One Is Alone overnight, adding that song. And Kim Crosby was sitting on the edge of the stage and was holding the, the sheet music. And when she started singing that song, tears just burst out of my eyes because it's so poignant and spiritual to me. I think it's a very spiritual song. Oh, and Mary Louise and myself, I was the mother wolf. So I had, you know, the very sexy wolf thing and my Mary Louise was my baby wolf and teaching her how to huff and puff and blow the house down <laughs> and <laughs> and it was very funny but they needed to cut some things because the show was almost three hours long and that's why uh, at the end of the first act they had to add 
to be continued because people thought it was over and it was hysterical. And so that's when they added that. And, you know, there was things, you know, you have to cut some things sometimes to make the show flow better and not so long. Well, yeah, as they say, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. That's exactly right. I love that. Thank you. I like that expression. I forgot about that. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) it was so much fun. I'm just so grateful. I keep saying that, but I am so grateful and honored to be a part of history Mm -hmm. in theater. So, in conclusion, what advice would you like to give to any aspiring young performers out there? I would say... Not to give up on your dreams. Keep talking your dreams alive. Do your work. Study. Acting. Singing. And dancing if you have that. I'm not a dancer. (laughs) I took that off my resume many years ago. (laughs) But just persevere. And believe in yourself. Joy, I thank you very much for devoting your time to this interview, and I hope you have a great time or journey in Durham. Oh, are you going to be there? Oh, yes, I am. Well, I would love to meet you, Jeffrey. Well, hopefully. Okay, come backstage, and I will show you around the backstage area. Or you could always meet the stage door, though. Yes, I'll meet you at the stage door. Send a note that you're there. Uh, Okay, hey, it's been fun talking to you today. Well, thank you so much for uh, wanting to interview me. Oh, yes. So, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you all for listening. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to subscribe to any of the following places where you can get this podcast, which are Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, and Radio Public. Be sure to keep following along for more podcasts, and I'll see you all later. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash podcast and follow the simple instructions. Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at CareReviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.